the social introvert. You don't get credit for being safe in life. I'm watching American Idol and they're like, that was a safe song. You didn't take any risks. Well, to take risks, you gotta go, fuck it. There's certain people in life that live in that, that realm of the edge and everything else is boring. Other people are like, how do you do it? You know, you see mountain climbers. Those mountain climbers are saying, fuck it. It's that edge, but in that edge, which is, is so dangerous and so profitable on the other side, it's where creation lives. It's where it all happens. If you don't ever go there, you just live a different kind of a life. episode 463 of the social introvert podcast i'm your host sid davis back with a brand new episode uh you can find me on exclusively on bynkradio.net for slash podcast as well as anchor i'm also on iHeartRadio. i'm also on google podcasts apple podcasts spotify and anywhere else you can get podcasts uh it has been quite some time man since i spoke with this individual and um, I'm glad to have him back. He has returned. Malik Miller, man. What's going on, bro? It's been good, man. Um, another kind of like, it has been a while. That's, yeah. yeah. Like, like, probably, I mean, I don't want to say a year ago, but it feels like. Yeah, yeah, a little longer. Well, because the last time I really spoke with you, and it wasn't an episode. It was pertaining to your project that you were working on. Oh yeah, the demo tape. Yeah, yeah, the the demo tape, and um, yeah, man. After that, things just got super, super busy. So, uh, uh, what what's been going on, man? You're back in California now. Yeah, um, yeah, man. There was just like, like yeah, after like that happened, you know, I had about like two more months in Toronto before I had to leave, and then um, so yeah, I've been back in California since about middle of November. So yeah, um, yeah, it's been, I mean, obviously I definitely loved my time in Toronto and I loved the people I met and everything, like the experience I, um, I had out there. Being back in California has kind of recentered me. I feel like, like, you know, I kind of lost some of my ways when I was in Toronto because I was just adapting to like a new lifestyle and like new people and not having family and not like being able to travel outside the country and everything like it was a lot not like it was a burden but I feel like I don't have so much weight on me anymore it doesn't feel like everything's so hard you know what I mean yeah 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 so do you you plan on going back or that that was it really honestly like that's kind of like the thing is it's kind of up in the air I mean right now I'm kind of letting my career kind of like take me where I need to go like I'm not 
I'm not really good at like press myself on like trying to get back there, but it's also like, it's not like I'm closing the door on going back either. It's just kind of like right now, I feel like I have an opportunity to really put all my energy into like my music again and like mm -hmm. not focus on distractions. I mean, the only distraction, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a distraction, but the only thing outside of music that I've been like actually doing for work is like I started coaching. Um, I started coaching like youth basketball and it's a nice little outlet. I've always played sports, so it so it's kind of nice to give back to the community and kind of like help kind of mentor kids and stuff like that. I like I always wanted to do that. I didn't think it'd be this soon. You know what I mean? I didn't think it'd be mm -hmm. at 25, but because I'm so much younger, I feel like I can relate more to the kids instead of being like in my like 60 or something and I'm like yeah oh like back in my day we didn't have a 3.1 you know out of out of touch it's crazy because a, a lot of us that are in our 20s and our 30s you know we have friends you have those friends that'll sit there and like and literally say back in my day yeah. and they're talking about somebody that's age 15 on up in, into the early 20s i'm like we're not too far off from them i think we relate to them more than than we like to you know admit mm -hmm. especially because right now we live in a world where it's like social media like i was like obviously us two were both there when it was just starting to become a thing so it's like now we've kind of seen how it kind of has like shaped into our world to where it's like now it's kind of like i don't want to say a necessity but in a way like the younger generation uses it like a live or die by it kind of thing yeah and, and you know that's not a completely bad thing it gives them an opportunity and like i feel like the more woke they are about like using it the right way i feel like we're starting to see like how college athletes are getting paid now based off of they don't have to be good at sports it's just that they have a good social media presence they're making more money than like the best athletes so it's kind of like right it's interesting like i think there's definitely good and bad from it i think like my thing with social media and i'm sure like you probably have the same opinion is that it's just like it spreads like bad news or like just negative news like yeah. so quickly you know uh is it's ridiculous man um i was i got a little caught up earlier this week mainly yet yeah, well, the day before yesterday and uh thursday normal wednesday and thursdays i drop episodes thursday i was going to drop an episode and i was having technical difficulties i'm like okay cool whatever you know i'll drop it friday you know late late post i don't know what it was when i got up friday i was just upset i can't even i can't even begin to tell you what the hell i was upset about maybe i was just off and i was just mad to the point where i had to separate myself from my phone completely from social media altogether no posting no viewing i just pushed it aside but by the end of the day i was cool and i'm like what the what the fuck was that you know what i'm saying i don't want to say it's me viewing social media too much but maybe it is no i mean like i completely agree like i like i had some personal changes in my life that you know were like pretty drastic like and um i kind of like found myself feeling the way you felt like to where mm -hmm. I, I just like i had to do whatever i could to like get away from my phone and then it's like getting away from it makes me realize how much i use it like i'm always constantly like calling someone working on songs with somebody virtually or like writing lyrics on my phone or like so so it's like it's become to where like i've literally bought notebooks and where i'm just like 
going old fashioned. Like I'm writing it out so I don't have to be on my phone. But I've been getting back into I used to be like very, very spiritual and like I started getting back into that kind of stuff. And I've realized that like, you know, um, there's a lot of changes like in the like astrological universe. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, you could feel it like if mm-hmm. I know people kind of downplay it and like, oh, that's stupid. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I think if you're tapped in, you'll you'll feel something's going on, even though I don't particularly mm-hmm. get into all of that. I feel like there's a shift for some reason. I don't know what it is. It's, it's to a point where I can't even explain it. But I know that there's a shift happening. There's, really there's a lot of changes going on in the atmosphere itself spiritually. So, yeah, well, I mean, like. So, I mean, like, right around when, like, COVID started back in, like, March 2020, like, Saturn mm-hmm. kind of, like, entered in our kind of, like, presence. And right. it just and it just left last week. So, like, and, like, Saturn's kind of the planet that makes you earn everything. So, it's kind of, like, it's kind of funny. Like, all the, all the shit that, like, happened for me to go to Toronto and then, like, the visa situation, like, the girls, the, like my animals you know like get in there getting sent back home all this stuff it was like how bad did i want it and i feel like saturn was testing me and then it's like we also just shifted into pisces season which is very Mm -hmm. emotional very like finding answers to the things we like like needed it's kind of like intellectual like we're kind of like doing deep searching and then it's like venus is actually in the constellation aries right now so aries is like the warrior right and like venus is the planet of love so like they're like venus is kind of exiled right now because the warrior doesn't need love to fight right like so but then um but it kind of it kind of means like having courage through like a tough time so it's kind of like something that i've been needing it's kind of like i have to like have courage to like stay off my phone or like not contact people that like i shouldn't contact you know i mean just stuff like that's where it's like have courage to change like be uncomfortable right now and like when all this shapes out in the universe like we will be farther along than other people who like are like trying to hold on to things or not letting the universe like take shape the way it's supposed to be because like i'm somebody i hate change i hate change i hate Mm -hmm. when i'm like every day i wake up and i want to like i already have my day planned out right and if anything changes it like i'm thrown off all day like i'm playing catch up i'm not in a good mood i'm like trying to please people i actually was at the beach the other day and i was writing this um i started getting back into like my creative writing and uh i wrote this kind of like short story about like the tides and how like the tides have embraced constant change and it's like they constantly change from the moon pulling the earth certain ways the gravity so it's like they don't have any other choice but to change yeah but all the life they carry and all the things they do still and like on a constant and i just kind of like reflected on like how the tides are high and low just like our emotions i stopped living to please other people like if they don't like me i don't care anymore like man <laughs> yeah man the long time and i i used to spend my adolescence doing that mm-hmm. it's i don't somewhere in like in my mid-20s i was like I woke up one day and I just stopped giving a fuck about certain things. Like just <laughs> like I was like, you know, I don't give a shit anymore. I said, because you can be the most wholesome person and you could care about your family. You can take care of people that you care about. There's always going to be somebody to view something differently about you or try to throw your name 
under the you know under the bus yeah. and in the dirt and shame you in any type of way doesn't matter if you're the sweetest or ho- most wholesome person doesn't matter so it's like i just stopped giving a fuck and mm-hmm. yeah I, I basically share the same sentiment as you mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and it's just like honestly dude it's like yeah i mean like i think you like hit it right on the head it's kind of like you can literally show up and be present and be like the best person to somebody every single day and then it's like you show one little human flaw and then all of a sudden now it's like they can just like hate you they like they regret it they like it's just like you know what like if that's the energy you got literally Mm -hmm. like go put that on anybody else because it's like i feel like i surround myself with people who either a have a work ethic like me b they don't affect my energy at all being around them or like three like they inspire me if you don't fit those three categories i don't care how you view me honestly because it's like at the end of the day if you hate me you're paying attention to what i do if you love me you pay attention to what i do if you don't care about me you don't care what i do that's it it's just that simple if you hate me or love me that's why i always say love and hate are like so similar like you can hate somebody so much that you almost like appreciate them yeah yeah that's true and and it's like you love somebody so much that you almost hate them you know it's like they're basically the same emotion it's just one has a positive look one has a negative but they're both like it's like lebron like how many people hate hate lebron because he's breaking all these records because he played for so long you know what i mean it's like you're literally hating someone who's like like who takes care of his body like you know what i mean like does all these things for the longevity it doesn't matter if you think he's better than someone else like that's that's all opinion you know everyone can have their own opinion right that, that's yeah. oh i'm sorry no i'm saying oh, no, 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 no. Oh, go ahead no that's saying you know how i view tom brady mm. couldn't stand him yeah exactly and one day nobody could i was like why do i dislike this dude (laughs) and it wasn't until the super bowl against the falcons where that you know that 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 deficit they had and they came Mm -hmm. all the way back i just let it go i said you know what fuck it i said this dude is great he is the goat i'm like what like why am i disliking this guy so bad and then of course lebron as well my only gripe with you know lebron would be that people compared him to Jordan mm-hmm. and Jordan's my favorite player. I was like, no, we, we, we can't, you know, LeBron's great. You know, he's got his rings. Can't compare him to Jordan, mm-hmm. but him, him breaking that record, um, taking oh, it from the ring. Right that's amazing. And like, uh, and it's like, Aaron's like, oh, it's the longevity. He's played longer. It's like, okay, sure. Yeah. But sure. that's still, a, that's still a yeah. testament to, how well he plays he's He's still there this is 20 years he's still there and he's playing well exactly so you can't refute it the social introvert
yeah and then like i mean it's the same thing i mean it's kind of like the same thing in music too i mean like like you know there's certain artists that you know like i i used to really like and now i couldn't like really care less about them but it's like you know what i mean like i still like i still respect that they're like they've been doing it since 09 you know what i mean like they've been there like ain't nothing new to them you know what i mean they've been doing it to where like they don't know anything else and like you can't really hate people that can prove over like a decade that they are the like one of the top people to mess with you know what i mean yeah um speaking of music like yeah. real, before i ask you this question like what you just said about the longevity of an artist uh gorillas just dropped their album yeah. uh, cracker island mm-hmm. and a co-worker of mine i'm sitting there just listening with my headphones what are you listening to i'm like oh i'm listening to the new gorillas album he looks at me crazy and goes you still listen to that shit and i'm like yeah it it's pretty damn good he said man that's that's some old bullshit whatever and then they came back they came out around 2001 2002 i was like okay and i said they're still dropping bangers though mm-hmm. and it made me think all the way back and i'm like okay the the guy the lead singer um damon albarn i'm like this dude has really been actually longer than that but i'm like he he really was able to crack through the mainstream with a fake animated band and somehow a little over 20 years now this man is in his what he's just getting to where he's supposed to be and he's in his mid to late 50s and it just it just made me respect it even more so my co-worker said that I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, he's old now. He's washed up. And I'm like, how? It, I don't know. It, it was just random as hell. And I'm like, this Gorillaz album is fucking banging. I don't care. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, that's the thing is that it's like, I mean, even if you like, even if you take the Gorillaz, I mean, like they were doing things like they were trendsetters. Like this whole AI thing that's taken over now. Right. It's like they've already been doing that. You know what I mean? So it's like. Because, you know, the conversation about AI came up in 2012. But then now now that you brought that up, I'm like, well, shit. Damon Albarn has been doing this whole gorillas, this animation, hand-drawn animation since the early 2000s. And that's all we know them for. Yeah. And then, it, of course, it transforms into this whole AI stop motion stuff when it comes to their music videos. So I'm like, he's actually been doing it or he's the one that's been ushering that thing for a long as time before mm-hmm. the conversation even came up. So, yeah. But my yeah. other, my, my actual question mm-hmm. to you, because uh, you, you practice Judaism mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you about this thing. And you're, you're a big fan of Kanye West or yay. I wanted to get your viewpoint or your, assessment of what the hell this is because on one hand i get i get what yay is saying i understand but it's like dude i don't know man you have way too many incidents and things and we forgiving you and forgiving you and forgiving you this right here then the alec he and he decides to even take it a step further he goes on alex jones and says what he said and I'm, <laughs> I'm, and my hands are in the air I say you know what yay I, sir 
I don't know. But I hadn't talked to you in so long. I was like, damn. I was like, Malik is a big Kanye fan. I was like, I just need to fucking know. I want to ask him so bad what he thinks. Yeah. Well, okay. I can say this. I just want to start off by saying that uh, this has nothing to do with your question. This just like, this is just me addressing whoever, like after I post this, whoever, know, like they know who I'm talking about, they can keep their name, they can keep my name out their mouth about this Kanye thing because that's Kanye's issue. That, that has nothing to do with me. Uh-oh. Now, to answer, Uh-oh. to answer your question, <laughs> to answer your question, because I, I ain't got time. Like, if you got a problem with me, you can say it to me. You don't got to like sit there and air my name out on your little TikTok page. The oh. second... <clears throat> I just want to say this. I don't respect that what Kanye like had to say. Okay. Yeah. I think anybody that's gonna sit there and praise Hitler, I think we all can agree that's like that is that's like beyond just trolling at that point. That's like right. actually like that was millions and millions of people who were innocently killed because they didn't look the way that they were supposed to or they didn't practice the way they're supposed to you know what i mean like i i would never condone anybody like my favorite hero is batman he don't kill i would never support someone who kills and then be like you know what i actually saw like like the purpose behind that like no like it was just like a i i don't know if it was an insecurity thing a power thing i don't know but i do think hating somebody regardless of their religion or like regardless of their race their language they speak is just like it's just like it's an internal thing like if you have a problem with anybody that's not that doesn't look or talk the same way you do that's an internal thing and you shouldn't externalize that and make a group of people feel like they're not good enough just because you feel like you're better so that's kind of like the first half. The second half is like, I do think it's actually quite interesting on how the media really gobbled up everything Kanye did. Like, I just want to say, like, I think the White Lives Matter thing, like the shirt he wore at that thing, I do find that very interesting because it's like, why is there no media coverage when a white person wears Black Lives Matter? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, essentially i get the kanye thing why he did it there's a lot of like meaning behind it but i'm just saying like just simply like during that one clip that i saw of him just like like having like the models or like whatever like um the sunday service and he like he's just taking videos of them with the white lives matter shirt and just like the internet like broke because it was like kanye's wearing a white lives matter shirt and it's like like aren't we fighting for equality like shouldn't that be okay like Mm -hmm. white lives matter black lives matter asian lives matter homosexual lives matter it doesn't matter like it should all matter so it's like if a black person is wearing a white lives matter shirt that should not be looked at weird (laughs) yeah i i feel you because even then with the media they never and, and i've seen plenty of white people wear black lives matter shirts Mm-hmm. Now people can sit there all day and I'm like, well, they don't really mean it. And I'm like, well, how do you know that? They were one, they got up and already had a choice of outfit they wanted to throw on. So that's 
<laughs> that's yeah. one thing and they knew they were going to wear that shirt before walking out the house and now they're walking around downtown whatever going about the regular day so i don't think they're just sitting there fronting and pretending yeah there may be some there may be a few out of the bunch but i mean not to sit there and group all of them and say oh they're just pretending like that's it's not entirely true Mm-hmm. but the the white lives matter thing i was like no this when i saw that and i'm like there's something more to this mm-hmm. i don't know what it is and i still hadn't figured it out what the hell it was because i kind of i just left it alone yeah and then next i mean thing, like it got to the point it got to the point where it was like kind of just doing so much or like you like i mean like me specifically i was like oh like he's just doing this to like get people to talk about him and stuff you know what i mean like i thought it was all kind of like planned but then right. it was like the worse and worse it got. I just like stopped like like it was even kind of hard for me to like separate the art it, it, from it was. Especially when he um I saw that and I kind of let it go and I was like, all right, whatever. I forgot he did something else. And then the 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 inner the drink champs interview thing and then when they when they bought him back on drink champs and then he doubled down when he went on alex jones because he did something else prior to alex jones mm-hmm. and said the same thing and then he goes on alex jones and took it a step further i'm like i just sunk in my chair i said dude i i don't know what the fuck this is but you got it i'm out yeah <laughs> yeah well and then like like i think it also has to do with like i mean yes everything he said is like i would never condone i would never i would never want anybody to ever speak like that you know what i mean but it's like i think a part of me almost kind of feels like it will i mean everyone has this narrative where like kanye needs help kanye needs this and it's like okay like like of course like if anybody's saying some crazy shit like that you automatically think that they should be like but it's like at the end of the day, as social media, this is what they want. Like they they want people to go in and make headlines and make themselves look foolish so they can make money and profit off it. So in a way, I almost feel like the media wanted to keep giving Kanye this platform so they can keep spinning his name, spinning the story because that's how valuable his name is. It's like, yeah. you say his name, yeah, he can change it however way you want to say it it's still gonna sell if it's in a headline so it's just like at the end of the day dude was just trying to escape i think his contracts his life i think he was doing whatever he could to burn it to the fucking ground and because that's like kanye fashion is like he knows that he can get himself out of a hole because that's how easy it is if you start doing things right way people are that quick to give you everything back the keys to the kingdom again because that's how soft we are as a society now it's like we can't back in the day when someone fucked up they had like wanted posters for them all over the city right now it's like oh well like we can't put you in jail because we need to make money off you so i don't know i just think like social media is the reason why things like these will always happen Kanye's just the most controversial human probably ever. <laughs> Especially after that. Yeah. Like, man, uh, Adidas, then Adidas, I think um, 
they didn't know what to do with their their Yeezy stock because they had them in warehouses, just just sitting collecting dust. And then recently, Adidas lost what is like a one point five billion Yeezy stock, just gone to shit. And I'm like, is Kanye's name that big? Like, I I mean, obviously, duh, his name is that big. But I'm like, does Kanye really have that much influence? It just made me sit there and think about it. Mm. So, it yeah, it's just crazy. And I was like, well, maybe he did do this to get out of everything that he was a part of. Yeah, because, like, I just feel like even just, like, even before he, like, fell off the rails, you know? Like, I mean, I don't know if that's even fair to say he fell off the rails because this could all be planned and constructed like i feel like the media like i already have trust issues with people but the social media i really could i'll never be able to trust the internet like like i saw this headline just before we got on this call and it was literally saying adidas and kanye are trying to like figure out their relationship again Mm -hmm. i've seen that too so it's like like i said like i said five minutes ago bro if kanye starts doing the right things everyone's gonna give it back because they need they kind of like in a way need him for what they started because it's like unfinished business just like my demo tape it's just like when things are left unfinished you you feel like you kind of have an obligation to try again at some point you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so it's like and i think what I was trying to say though is before like he kind of fell off the rails it was like he was selling shit out of the trash bags to like prove a point that it's like I can show up with a garbage bag and sell this shit for $200 each like who else can really do that like like honestly like who else like I remember when he was dropping Donda the first one right and, and then homie dropped the fucking coordinates like, coordinates and like I went with all my friends we there was over 300 people 300 to 500 people in Toronto at Young and Dundas Square, the, the like the most mainstream part of downtown Toronto. And literally a van pulls up and we all go fucking ape shit. And it's just literally a van with a screen on it that's showing his live stream. That's it. That's all that showed up to these coordinates. <laughs> and that's how many people showed up for that. Drake couldn't do that. I mean, like, okay, I'm not gonna say Drake couldn't do that. I'm sure Drake could do that. But I'm just saying, like, how many people would give a fuck to go, like, do that? Like, that's how influential Kanye is, you know? And it, I, Like, that's the thing I was asking myself. I'm like, okay, I understand this man is influential. Like, I'd be lying if he didn't play a part in my influence on music. But with this whole uh, amending the relationship possibly with Adidas or The Gap or yeah, any right. other thing he has going on. And I'm like, and then the STEM player thing. And I'm, mm. I'm like, is he really that influential that they're just losing money like that? <laughs> Especially with the Dita situation. Like, they're trying to remodel the Yeezy shoe. And mm. people are not, we're not buying that shit unless his name is attached to it. No one's mm. going to buy it. It's, you know, it, I don't know. Wow. It's actually, um, it's actually funny. Um, I have a friend who like I make music with and stuff. Um, I'll be playing basketball with him. And 
like he has some uh he has some yeezy slides that he always wears like um to the basketball courts and stuff he's like yeah i got my anti-semitic ones on <laughs> damn <laughs> and it's <laughs> and it's so like like it's so fucked it's so fucked that it's funny because you cannot do anything but laugh because it's just like it's fucking like only like only kanye would ever do some shit like that <laughs> It's like anytime you see the shoe, it's just the joke's gotta come off. Like you gotta say something. Yeah, Kanye's just, like, put himself in his damn hole. <laughs> and like, man, I just remember the first time he said that to me, bro. Like, I didn't even laugh. Like, I was like, whoa, like <laughs> I would have just let him like fam. I said, that's that's yeah. on you. Yeah, like like I just looked at him, I said, damn, bro, I, like I feel like that's too soon and just like I don't think it's ever gonna be the right time. <laughs> Way too damn soon. Anti-Semitic ones, that's crazy. Shit. <laughs> but it's like that's what I'm saying. Like everybody in the world can agree like what Kanye's achieved and what Kanye did these last couple months. Like I think like people are all kind of like seeing it very clearly, like, okay. And then just like him partnering up with some of like the racist people and stuff you know it's kind of like he, i feel like he yeah i just yeah. like he was really trying to like really push the narrative that like he is just like a fucked up person you know what i mean the, like the nick fuentes shit when i saw that too that's mm-hmm. after the the alex jones thing i'm like oh my god and what's even worse is that it's like i mean i feel like everyone has their own opinions about like presidents and stuff but like obviously like even when trump's like yo kanye like trump was like hold up man yeah. <laughs> you know like, like, too far you know, and then when he was on alex jones i know i keep bringing that up because that was a moment that was truly a moment for people who don't really know who alex jones is or they're not familiar for alex jones to freeze up as much as he runs his mouth and yells and talks over people and feared like what the fuck did he just said it said something because mm-hmm. alex jones don't shut the hell up he doesn't shut up for anybody and he talks over people that man listen that one oh and the freaking the the freaking interview with um what is his name? The the Fox the the Fox News reporter. He comes on in the evening time. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson for Tucker Carlson. This money he don't care. When Tucker Carlson just like wait a minute, what? For him to just shut up and just sit there and just freeze. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, that was so bad. Um. That 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 is quite the press run to be that's i'm not gonna call it the greatest press run but you might as well call it the greatest press run if you want to like like tear yourself down <laughs> and destroy your career that is an incredible press run like i guess we'll just have to see how it plays out in the years you know what i mean like if kanye makes a push again and can solidify himself back at like the top and people forgive him and they just kind of brush it that's gonna show you like we're fucked as a society like 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 i don't wish anything bad like even for someone that's as like who said the most like horrendous things like kanye like you know i mean i still hope like he can find happiness and you know i mean he can still like survive and feed his family because it's like we're all we're all humans at the end of the day like we got to look out for each other into some way what's worse like the stuff kanye said or like 
the fact that I mean the number is probably higher, but the last time I saw the stats, the 73 mass shootings in 2023 alone. Yeah. It's like yeah. what's worse? Like people dying or someone just saying some crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah, definitely saying crazy shit because of media, it spreads faster. Imagine if we didn't have media, no one would even know he's saying that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that's something like at a time where something like this happened. Like if this if this had happened 25 years ago, we're not oh okay we would have heard about it 10 15 years after mm -hmm. like because there's so many stories coming out now from that have happened in the 60s and 70s and 80s they're just now being exposed for it mm -hmm. yeah we would have never heard about this whole that kanye running up in fox news or the yeah i finally listened to sway sway does have the answers and <laughs> shit like that we would have never heard that that was like some obscure shit we probably would have heard 20 years and beyond from now. That's so crazy, man. Actually, Everything is just coming at a, a mile a freaking minute, dude. Like everywhere. And that's probably why I got so like just mad Friday that I said, all right, when I get, you know, when I have to work, I'm going to just cut the phone off or actually not cut the phone off, but kind of hide the apps. Mm -hmm. and the only app i was really on was spotify and i was listening to podcasts and that was it yeah honestly man like i have all my social medias like i got like silenced the um the notifications because it's like i know if someone really got to get a hold of me they'll text me mm -hmm. but then it's like i still check just to make sure but it's like yeah definitely like silencing them made me more present in life like like i silence my emails i silence everything like like and then i just have to like remind myself that i have to check to make sure that i'm not missing something important but it's like at the end of the day dude and it sucks because i'm in like i make music like the best way to promote your music is through social media but like if i'm being completely honest like i i almost wish i just could delete my social media and still have an impact on people's lives as a musician you know what i mean and like maybe if i ever got signed or like i had somebody who could run my social media for me then yeah i could get off social media and i could still have a social media presence but i mean like you know how it is it's like it's not it's not easy as an independent artist to handle all these different things and still be successful so it's like and um i mean to be honest like i've been kind of in talks with some labels and kind of management companies and i'm oh, sure. and cool and because of my knowledge you know i'm really pushing them and really seeing like what are you willing to do for me no, like, yeah that's how you gotta be because if you're like that they'll come knocking at your door instead of you you know the old school way we running up to different labels trying to shop our demos around you gotta as much as i'm not really a fan of logic like that i always give logic his credit for def jam was looking for him def jam was trying to track him down yeah so I'll, I'll always give him that credit yeah man that's what you got to do yeah and then like um it's just one of those things where it's like like you know i'm not impressed with just like I'm not impressed with just like oh like we got you know because like one of the things and like honestly like i i really don't care this is gonna apply pressure i'm gonna just say it. it's like they were like oh like like our artist is streamed in like 43 different countries and all this stuff and then like while they're talking you know 
I pulled up my Spotify for artists and I was just like, okay, for shits and giggles, like how many different countries am I already streaming in without their help? And 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 I think I was at like 31 or something. I'm like, okay, so so there's 12 more countries. Okay, cool. And then it was like I started pressing them. I'm like, okay, so like when the artist made the initial investment into you guys, like what was their return on investment? And then they started talking and then they started changing subjects and going to different artists and being like, oh, well, like this is our top artist and this is what they're earning. And I'm like, no, like let's talk about the artists you were using as the example. And it's just like stuff like that to where it's like, like, you know, I'm not impressed by, oh, well, we can get you like, you know, like selected in Spotify playlists. Who doesn't want that? You know what I mean? Like who doesn't want to be in that? But it's like at the end of the day, I'm looking to make this a career, not looking for just to show my friends that I got streamed a thousand times more than I already would have by myself you know what i mean like i'm not in it for the streams i'm in it for like longevity i know like once i get that one big song i already have albums like you know what i mean like i already have mixtapes i already have singles i already have so much stuff out there that's good quality that like somebody would go back and be like holy shit like why haven't i listened to this guy before and then it's mm-hmm. just like and it'll naturally organically do the work for me yes I'm taking a big risk. Like, honestly, dude, this is the first time, like, other than coaching, this is the first time I've bet on I'm only making money from, like, engineering people or, like, songwriting or, like, or, like, paid features or whatever. And it's, like, it's a struggle, bro. I don't have that financial stability I used to, but it's, like, I just feel like this is the right way to go to struggle a little bit because it makes me want it more every day like i'm practicing even harder and all my energy isn't focused on going to a nine to five and i'm fucking like coming home tired and like depressed and shit because i'm not achieving my goals like yeah i'm like scraping by but i'm doing everything i want to be doing and it's just like especially in today's day and age where it's like if you don't got money like you don't mean anything it's like dude i impact i impact so many people's lives every single time i talk to them that it's like it's priceless i've never once had someone pull that card like oh you don't got money it's like no but i got wisdom i got like i got advice i got skills that's another issue with social media too it's this thing where people feel not not to get into the relationship thing but you know so many people walking around acting as if they got it like that and then financially walking around acting as if they got it like that and they they don't not to sit there and downplay what hell i don't know their net worth i don't know what they got coming in the bank but you mean to sit there and tell me that all of you got money like that for you to sit there and try to rag on somebody who ain't got it Man, there's a handful of people I can name right now where you you had the big dog, you know, they just they got everything. And those handful of people who are coming up and really have shit like that has surpassed them 10 times and then some. And just you can't say shit. So I've never you just never want to sit there and, and count out the underdog, the social, social introvert. introvert. You too.
There's just so many people that I've seen just rise up and take off like it was nothing and surpass somebody that's been in it so long and at the top of their game that the person that's at the top of their game is just, oh, whatever. Yeah, you've always been here. Who cares? I mean, that's kind of like the role. Like, I feel like I relish, you know what I mean? Like, I've always kind of been like, like, I've always wanted to be like a voice for the underdogs. Like, everyone always counts me out. But like, the second they see like what I like, I bring to the table, they're like, oh, fuck. Like, why have you not told me this before? I'm like, I have. Yeah. You just don't listen. Right. Like, like, it's like, because the cover of my book has tears in it you know it's beaten up titles a little kind of blurry that you can't really read it out because it's been used so much but like at the end of the day what's inside the book is the best book you'll ever read i'm tired of holding up my book like book for sale book for sale i was like ah i'm not gonna buy that book it's it's like it doesn't look new that looks like it's a used book okay awesome but the people who do take the book they're the ones that I'm just watching succeed so much more so quicker. Like the person who is sticking their um, their hand out to like take from someone who has something, that's going to last for only so long. And mm-hmm. that person's going to be like, you know what? Like you're dead weight to me. And then boom, you're right back to where you started. As opposed to if you help people that need help, you guys can all build a community and then you guys all have it and you guys don't need to help each other anymore. You guys just are like you guys still work because you're around each other and like that's the thing is social media is like oh it's a community oh it's an online community no it divides people it divides people it makes people be like oh well like this guy's happy in every picture he posts like he's not really happy he it's just a moment in his life like it's temporary happiness it's like don't worry about them like They they can't help it man that's my biggest problem too like like i'm not trying to be a hypocrite like like i like my last relationship yeah it's like sometimes i'd see my ex post something i'm like damn like she's way happier without me no Mm. no it's like yeah like they're happy of course i want them to be happy but it's like to compare and be like oh they're happier because i'm not in their life that's only me trying to hurt myself that has nothing to do with what they're doing right yeah because it's like they're the same people that call me every night like Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it doesn't matter. Like, it's just social media allows self-harm. That's really what it is. It teaches us how to be like, we're not that good. Like, I got to work harder. Instead of, like, knowing. Uh, it's like, these last three days, I've spent over nine hours in the studio for myself, for other artists, like, Zoom call sessions, all these, all these things, bro. And then just to sit there and be like, oh, I don't work hard. Oh, that's shit. crazy yeah that's crazy like you know what i mean it's like so so i'm trying to see like how do we make 
this community more organic like not so like yes it's great to be able to like i mean without social media like you me wouldn't like i've ever met yeah that our our relationship is like random as hell and people yeah. are man because that's somebody hit me up they're like man what what happened to that one guy is that was on your podcast i'm like who his name was like malik i'm like man i say bro that dude is busy as shit i said we got our own personal thing going on i said we are cool I'm like, oh, I just thought something happened. I'm like, no, nothing happened. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> we just been trying to find the time to record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's busy as shit. That's all it is. But I think it has a lot to do with pride and ego. I think a lot of people would really love to stick together and, and build a community and call social media a community. But you have so many people on these platforms some of the same people might have two to three different profiles and it's still the same negativity toxicity whatever the hell you want to call it and their their pride and ego won't let them uh reach out to people like they see people who are really like you know artsy fartsy and really yeah. creative and also and that's what i really love most about social media because you know that helps you to connect with someone else more who's mm-hmm. I don't get mad when I see somebody who knows how to draw. I wish I could draw, but when I see somebody else make their art, I'm like, oh, I might get that individual to do my shit for me, man, because I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I, you got some of those people that'll sit there and get mad. I'm like, well, why does he know how to do that? Or that? Oh, somebody who can also who also knows how to draw. They see someone who does it better, and they'll say, well, I really don't like the lines and the the color and shit in the background of. The drawing they did i'm like what what the fuck i said you two could collaborate and create some crazy shit mm-hmm. like there's but there's a lot of people like that they just sit back and watch someone else on there and then just judge them and never want to connect it's just basic pride and ego and like honestly dude that's kind of how i feel in music sometimes it's like i've had a lot of people over the years ask me to do a feature and stuff and then it's like i send them my verse then all of a sudden they like change their mind about it and like I know for a fact, I mean, like, it could be because they don't think I'm good. Like, I like, like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's an opinion. Um, but I think a lot of it is exactly what you said. It's like a pride and ego thing. It's like, oh, like they thought that because, you know, I'm not super known that I'm just going to come out here and deliver a subpar verse. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like if it's the performance, if it's the lyrics, you know what I mean? It's like, I know for a fact, my lyrics are always hitting. Like, I know sometimes in the past where like, you know, like I wasn't as experienced or as stuff to where like my performance might've not been the exact way like I wanted it to be. Mm. But it's like, that's like all the greatest people, like they can all say the same thing. Like LeBron's had games where he didn't show up. Like Kobe had games where he missed a wide open shot. Michael Jordan, I, I mean, Michael Jordan's career was pretty like, that's a dude that got cut from his freaking high school basketball team and yeah. his mom was was not for it they just kept putting him down every say and then look who michael jordan is yeah like, this is a person who once said he hates walking out in public because he knows he's one of the most known people in the world he doesn't like being approached like that he doesn't yeah. like drawing attention this is michael jordan yeah like come on bro like when i first met you and i I was looking your music up on uh spotify 
and I saw that you had previous projects, I wasn't mad or anything, but I was, well, I was frustrated with myself because I'm like, man, I'm always starting something and I can never finish it. I don't know what it is that gets in the way of that. And it's like, and this, this dude right here has been, you know, and I'm pretty sure he's been through a lot, but he's got a couple of projects under his belt. So I'm sitting here, you know, trying to figure it out on my own. I'm like, what the hell keeps stopping me from going forward? I don't know if it's like frustration or fear. I can say this because like I just kind of I've kind of like cracked the code on like why because like like I kind of got into the habit back when I was in Toronto just starting all these projects but never finishing. And it's and it's this thing that we both are very familiar with, and it's called perfectionism. <sighs> that's what it is nothing's ever good like nothing like that's why i dropped the demo tape bro like like i didn't care if it was the perfectly mixed like you know how many people have told me that they're like yo like these are some of my favorite songs you've ever made and i'm like that's insane like they're literally like mixed like garbage (laughs) it don't matter there's certain (laughs) we had this conversation before already and i've said there are certain versions from uh you know lesser known artists and big artists when when they put out the demo version versus the the mixed down version i'm like bro that that demo low-key sounds a hell of a lot better than the final version yeah i already stated my case on that I've kind of really transcended kind of like my writing styles is I used to be like, oh, I need the beat. I need to like write there. I need to think about my melodies. And it's like now, dude, like I just get in the studio and like, don't get me wrong. It's not always like this, but like, I'll just get in the studio. Like I'll get in the booth and like, I'll just put like all the songs that I'm trying to work on, like back to back to back in like a, a logic session. And then I'll go in there and I'll just freestyle every single one of them and like those are my favorite type of sessions too yeah and like dude like i'll walk out of there say there's four instrumentals like i walk out with like at least two like really solid ideas and then i just like build off i'm like i'm about to drop um a couple projects but i have like one project that is called conflicted and it's and it's like one of like my i think my most energetic fun and like lyrical kind of like since like i feel like i drop projects and there's like a theme like the unfinished business was kind of like a love kind of like ended kind of unfinished like you know like most dangerous music was like me trying to like convey my story in like a long term kind of thing you know not just like eight songs and that's my life like no 24 because it's like there's a lot of things that like made me become the way I am today. Mm-hmm. And then it's like con- um, conflicted is like just conflicted. Like all these songs have like a confliction. Like, for example, I have this one song. It's called Wasted. And it's like and it's like. I'm conflicted because I feel wasted. I see that I'm being wasted. I see that like I'm getting wasted. But I'm conflicted because I stay because I love. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that kind of thing where it's like everybody has conflict. It's just some people are very brave enough to share their conflict. Some people keep it to themselves. Both ways, 
are by are, like are fine just because you keep it to yourself don't make don't make you not brave it's just sometimes some people are different some people like to talk about it, they feel better some people just like internalize it and feel it and that's fine but I like I'm really excited for this next project because it came off of all freestyles and then I just kind of like changed the lyrics and made them sound better yeah but it's like the only problem is is like recapturing that exact energy I had when I was freestyling <laughs> so so I'm trying to get to the point where it's like I just freestyle like juice world where it's like I can make songs just by freestyling and like like sometimes it's like if the energy if the stars align like sometimes i'll walk out of there and people are like dude that's good enough to just drop like that and then it's like sometimes it's like you know i'm just like duh, 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 duh. <laughs> like i'm not saying any words but i'm like i got the melody but, yeah know? that's i mean i didn't realize how helpful that type of style was until um a lot of the major artists were doing well, Kanye mainly because that's who I've heard do it mm-hmm. and then of course the you know there'd be another version of it the final version would come out and um what you heard you hear the mumble but apparently when the final version comes out you know there's some lyrics in that area that's written down or that he wrote down or I guess freestyle whatever he did and it's like oh okay cool I said that is actually helpful because my writing style i'll just sit there and i'll just write out the full thing mm-hmm. and i'll take my time and i would like to move faster with it and i was like should i just be getting in there and ha- i have what i have but get in there and i just start mumbling the words and go back to it later and, and write it out yeah i would say like i mean definitely i think like being good at both ways is like is like incredible because sometimes you might not have the time like say that you get hired like in a session or something right like you might not have time to go in there and think of melodies you got to come up with on the spot just in your head so it's like being good at both is like incredible and like i think the freestyling aspect is like i have friends who like sometimes they tell me this all the time all the time i got two artists that i work with pretty much every day and like i'm sure if they're listening they know exactly who i'm talking about but they go in there and they're like oh i can't make a melody or they're like oh i can't freestyle and it's like they say that and it's like i don't know if they're just saying that because they like want to be like hyped up or something but it's like they go in there and they do incredible they don't say any words but it's like i'm I like i don't care like we're just trying to think of a melody because if you go in there and freestyle the melodies, it comes out so much more naturally. Like, especially if you're not forcing it, like if you just let it kind of like come out of you. Cause like, that's the thing is sometimes I feel like my lyrics were kind of forced sometimes where it came off force as like, mm-hmm. as opposed to just me just having fun. Then I could be talking about like, like being heartbroken, but because my energy is so fun, you're just having fun and you're like oh being heartbroken is not that bad this is a great feeling and and it's like i'm talking about something that's so like not fun but because my energy and i'm just kind of like flowing and it's like sometimes like if i get the right beats like sometimes i just really like i impress myself with kind of like the flows like i be coming up with because it's like a lot of the times like yeah i'm i'm kind of like 
I wouldn't say king, but like, you know, I feel like I'm very good at like triplet flows. Like <clears throat> I can squeeze like three words in really quickly when like someone else could only have one. And it's like <clears throat> in my freestyle, sometimes I'll be like doing these triplet things where it almost kind of comes off like, you know, it just yeah. kind of spits out just like da -da 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 -da. and it's like out of nowhere, like I'll be singing or something. And then like because I'm freestyling, there's no like right or wrong way to go with the flow. Yeah. It's not about structure it's not about story it's just about like having fun and seeing what comes out of it and then after i just like delete the parts that i like keep the part or um, i delete the parts i don't like keep the parts i do like and then i go in there and i just keep freestyling until like i have like a draft and then i just go and i write to the melodies that's what's up yeah yeah man somebody recently told me they're they're like stop making up rules for yourself He's oh at these God. these at these rules. He's like that exist out here with music creation. Let them go. Forget yeah. all the rules. And I'm like, oh shit. And I think when he said that, it was right before Christmas time. And I just went ahead and I was just like, he said, okay, break all the rules. I said, fuck it. I bought the the MPC one. Mm. Uh, the Akai MPC. It's like, fuck it. I say. He say break all the rules. I might as well just go out, go all out, start doing it. You know what I'm saying? Just breaking all the rules because I could sit here on Logic Pro or on Ableton Live and and make something, but I always feel like it's a structure, like it's a a very um, old not because it's so current in in computer computerized. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say old school, but in a sense, I feel. I don't know. I feel more free on an NPC, if that makes sense, than I do oh, yeah, on a computer. It absolutely does. And it's funny because the rules thing that like you're talking about, like one of my favorite artists that I'm currently working with, like she is an incredible vocalist and she just wants to be so good at like songwriting and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, and she obviously looks up to me as a songwriter because I've completed so many projects. She's like, what's your process? Like, what are your rules and all these things? And like, I'm looking, I'm like, do you want the, the truth or you want me to like make up something for you? And then she's like, oh, well, like, obviously don't make something up. I'm like, okay, well, the rules are is have fun and finish songs. Those are the only two rules. I don't care if it's a good song. I don't care if you hate it. I don't care if you never want to release it. I don't care if you want to release it. I don't care if it's going on a project. I don't care if it's an album. I don't like you have to have a collection of songs at any given time. Someone's like, do you have any music? And you can be like, yeah, here's my folder. These are all songs that are unreleased. And it don't matter if it's good. They just want to know that you're making stuff. And it's like my only rule. And then it was like, okay, well, it's like, well, tell me your process. And like, okay, then I guess that that's kind of like that's something that i do have a little process it's kind of like you know i go through kind of like the ghost track stage where it's like the freestyle and then mm -hmm. i go through kind of like okay like well i mean even before that there's a step where it's like what does the the instrumental make me feel and then it's like okay like what kind of and then i go into the lay down the ghost track and then i go in there i write the melodies and then i record a first draft and then i sit back and i wait a week and i'm like do i still like this song like, is this song still making me feel the way I wanted to? And then it's, there's only two, there's only two things I do after that. Either I, I continue and I complete it or I leave it for maybe sale for someone who like 
will be like, oh, I'll buy that song or like or, or something because it's like I might like I might hear every song I make and be like, these are trash. And then I show you them and you're like, dude, these are like incredible. Like, how did you not think these are good? And then yeah. it's like then it becomes an opportunity just because I'm sitting on so many music like, dude, I'm, I'm, if I'm keeping it real with you since Toronto up until this point, I probably have 75 unfinished like unreleased tracks damn that i'm just sitting on them like if i really wanted to i could release them i could maybe get them mastered and like fix them up but it's like there's a time and a place like i just feel like i moved on and like you know a lot of people are like man these are some of my favorite songs of yours and i'm like that's amazing it's like for example like durazno like we had a whole album bro a whole album that just who knows and 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 it's just crazy um if anybody's listening i would just say don't start a band with someone that you know don't got like a good work ethic that's all i'm gonna leave that jesus christ i'm gonna leave <laughs> man i'm going off today bro this is a great day to get me on my podcast bro oh no you sent me that text and i said he's like yeah i know you're a fan of the band he's like by the way <laughs> um i, I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure it's over. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, what happened, man? Like, what the fuck? Um, uh, you know, because uh, Manny Manny and I talk sometimes, but not all the time. But Manny hadn't said anything to me. Yeah, it's because, like, honestly, because it it's because Manny and I just kind of figured it out, you know, like it was kind of like Tuesday. I think we kind of had a call like Tuesday or Wednesday. And because, yeah, I mean, like there were signs from the start that, you know, it it was kind of going to go this way, but you know, because me and Manny wanted it so bad. It was like the other person, he just, the other party just had to show up and just like, do the bare minimum of what was asked and and it's like honestly bro it's even deeper than that it's like it's like a it's like a friend thing it's like as a friend that's over too like Um, i'm gonna just put that out there like manny still has hope that they're gonna recant it's like me like i don't care if they don't ever contact me again because it's like i'm bitter I wrote some of my best songs. Like, I don't know if I ever showed you secrecy. Bro, I think we had rec- when I was in Atlanta and you went through like a a, a, a few good songs that you hadn't even dropped. Cause the first two you 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 played Smoke mm. and I heard Paper Cut Dreams. I remember paper paper cut dreams. I think you did play secrecy. Yeah, it like I was like, yo, <laughs> I was like, when is this shit? Secrecy was hard. I said, hold on, man. Secrecy, like I, I personally feel like was one of my best songs I've ever written. If I'm being honest, like that oh, song still God. gives me chills. What the fuck? What was this? Really quick, what was the song that you previewed in the Snapchat? And it was like 15, 20 seconds of it, and you said what the engineer did was take your vocal and chop it. They, he chopped it up. So at the beginning, there's like this this break beat, and is your oh, vocal better? No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. So that that shit is hard. 
yo, so that one is actually that one isn't a Durazno song. That's actually um Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is coming off my um my joint album. I worked with this um this guy named Aiden Payne. Like um it's coming off that joint project, which is coming very shortly. That song's called Touchdown. I heard the begin. It was just that first fifteen seconds, yeah. and then I heard your vocals like. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "This shit is tight." Yeah. So like, so basically, how that song came about was um, Aiden and I were in um, at his house, and like we, and like I don't know if he was already there. Like he came or I came or something, but like um this other artist who i met in toronto um his name's nick moses like he's a very electronical kind of guy like he <laughs> i think in the best way possible he is the best at redlining every speaker system in the place mm. like 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 he's one of those guys that just like just bleeds everything because it's so because his music is so fucking like loud like it's just it's it's just loud you know what i mean like you hear his stuff and it's just like it's just like crazy like it's so well constructed and like engineered but it's just there's just random noises and like random sounds it's kind of like the the average music listener who wants like structure who wants lyrics he's not that guy but if but yeah. he he makes amazing music though like some of the most incredible kind of like transitions and songs it's incredible like he has a bright future for sure but he so i was just kind of freestyle on the beat trying to think of something i couldn't think of anything to write to it and then and he's like yo like take that freestyle let's drop it into an arpeggiator and i'm gonna play it on the keyboard bro and then he literally was playing every word you hear on this track is literally a different note on the keyboard and he was like literally like fuck and like if you really listen it's like uh, like it's it's literally like almost Every I'm, I'm thinking he went in there and manually like just split the audio yeah, he he's playing shit. it like a fucking arpeggiator yeah he's playing what it like a fuck? goddamn instrument bro come on man like a goddamn instrument jeez it, it was the most icon like honestly that song too i mean spoiler alert that song has the shortest malik miller verse of all time like like I, like i'm pretty sure i spit eight bars and then i just peace out like it's like because the beat is so epic that it's like it doesn't need words like and that and you know me i'm a lyricist and the fact that i'm okay with being like yeah i'm just gonna say my piece let's just put the beat back in you know like that's how you know it's banger I heard the first 15 seconds is ridiculous. Was, oh, and just knowing that he played it as an arpeggiator just makes that shit even better. Yeah, but I, I can God, say this, man. though. I'm excited um, about Conflicted, my personal project, but my joint project with Aiden, I'm telling you, bro, like, like, put this in bold in the title of the episode. Like, I'm about to break rap. Like, people are going to be like, this isn't what typical, like, people are going to be moshing. They're going to be pushing each other at my shows. Like, it's so epically turnt, bro. It's like, it's. And that's, I And that, that type of energy to me needs to come back. And I would say at one point it was like 
that would, no, a yeah, certain, for sure, would, a, would a certain with a couple groups but one group for sure onyx okay. i was like that 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 getting hype you know moshing and shit like that needs to come back around it's like like i would never compare myself to the lyrical genius of like guys like kendrick yeah oh but, no you don't have to yeah but but i do feel like in a way because it's like everyone looks at me like oh he's a pretty boy he's all nice and soft and like oh he's never been through anything like i come from the dirt bro like i come <laughs> like just because like i found a nice piece of grass to rest my head on doesn't mean i wasn't sleeping in the same dirty streets that everyone else was you know what i mean like i've been there and this project with aiden it's going to be called call extortion like i created a whole new word for it call us call extortion yeah c-o-l-i-s-t-o-r yeah call extortion man put me in the fucking spelling bee bro like put me in the spelling hey hey look i was i was three times spelling bee champ in my school nobody was fucking with me bro i was playing but dude like it's and the meaning behind that was it's like a collision between two types of distortion distortion yeah because when i heard distortion i'm like okay distortion it has something to do with distortion collision yeah it, and distortion because it's basically like it's basically like all my music i've ever mixed i never had a like a producer who could embrace the Lincoln Park in me? So I'm not saying I'm not saying uh, um, to expect some like rock kind of like rock rap thing. No, I'm not saying to expect that. But I'm saying to expect that energy, like where it's like aggressive, it's angry. It the the beat is just fucking like it's, it's almost gonna, it's, gonna it's almost like that. Um. What what Lincoln Park album was it? Was it Blackout? Is it called Blackout? Um, there's a song. Um, you're thinking of no, Thousand no, yeah, Suns. There is uh, yeah, the, the album's called A Thousand Suns. But it yeah, has Blackout one, on it, yeah. And Blackout's on there, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of electronic yeah. some 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 rap influence on there, like the beats and stuff, but <laughs> the man, the sounds and just how the drums hit on each song is just it's hard and, yeah. it's, and a lot of that shit is angry yeah and it's like it's a it's a sweet little seven song project so it's not overly long mm-hmm. it's probably like a 30 minute listen um <clears throat> but i'm telling you some of the beat transitions it's 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 incredible i'm so excited to share this and like i'm trying to get um i'm gonna have visuals for all the songs you know what i mean like i'm gonna like i'm actually putting a lot of effort into like this one and um i think it represents me because like a lot of people are like oh i don't really hear you in your music and it's like that that's crazy to me because i'm so like myself in my songs but i feel like it's because people think of me and they think of everything i've been through they think of the trauma they think of the pain they think of all that and it's like, although I deliver that, um, 
I feel like sometimes I was a little shy to like really be as direct as I needed to be. And this project is like almost like on some Kanye influence to where it like I, I feel weird saying that because like no, it's not I'm not saying anti-Semitic slurs on my album, but but <laughs> I'm saying like literally like um basically it's like you can look at my project and you can look at the titles of the songs and you can be like okay like which one am i feeling like and then you literally click on it and it's gonna be everything you need it's like um for example i'll just talk about the intro song because this song is one of my favorite songs and it's called peace and anxiety and it and it's actually two songs like the first song's peace and the second song's anxiety and it actually goes from like me being in a very peaceful state to where it like the beat kind of builds up and it kind of like makes you start to get like anxious and you're just like, oh my goodness, what's happening? And then just the way it draws, bro, I'm telling you, people <laughs> will literally have to like, they'll think like the song changed. You know what I mean? Like it's like such a beautiful, Aiden is one of the greatest producers, um, engineers I've ever worked with like ever worked with like he is incredible i'm so excited we're so close to finishing the, this project bro and um we're both so proud of it like he even like i mean he even said like his favorite beat he's ever produced is one of the um it'll actually be like one of the singles um better days and wow man and like better days too oh, man, i mean i could talk about this all day but like better days is um <clears throat> it's a project that was absolutely amazing for me because it was like i usually don't rap a lot on my hooks like yeah. i usually have a lot of but like this project bro i like spoiler alert for all my fans that tell me oh i i love when you rap I made a project for you guys. This project <laughs> is, I, I don't sing. I don't sing on it that much. It's, it's, I embraced the Lincoln Park aggressiveness and I'm just talking my shit and I don't give a fuck. I just want people to be at my shows. And when they're at my shows, I see them. They could even tune out the music. Like they could tune out the lyrics at that point and they're going to enjoy it. They can only listen to the lyrics and they're going to enjoy it. It's like, it's just one of those treats, bro. That It's like a once in a lifetime kind of project. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm i excited. When I heard that song, I was like, yeah. Oh. And he's like, yes, yeah, getting me on this project. I didn't think, no, you didn't have a name for it at the time anyway. No, I don't think I did. It's, it's coming on. I'm like, man, I can't wait to hear that. Whatever project you got or whatever project that song is going to be on. I can't wait to hear it. No, it, it, it's about to be epic, bro. Touchdown, too. I mean, Touchdown is just one of those songs where it's like, you just let it play. And it's like, you're a minute, probably maybe even close to two minutes into the song. And like, there hasn't even been like a lyric besides the arpeggiator just being like, it, like it's crazy. It's crazy. Damn. And it's funny because the way he played it, there's actually parts of the song where I actually say angel numbers. It's, it's like he's playing on like three 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 <laughs> jesus it's just like man I, i'm just i was blessed i was blessed with an amazing like group 
and we all just like put our heads down and we were like let's make our best project and like that's the greatest thing that toronto's done for me is i like i actually met other artists and producers who were at the same stage as me where it wasn't about making money off each other it was about like genuine like growth as artists and stuff you know what i mean which was mm -hmm. a blessing damn that's what's up yeah bro yeah i just i i don't know man the the band thing is kind of that, that that makes me sad a little bit oh dude yeah because <clears throat> to to hear you say that i'm like okay cool and then to get the music that came with it and then not only the music the visuals came from that and i'm like wow like the what camera did they use to shoot the music videos like this looks like a, a it looked like a movie so and then i got the chance to you know interview y'all which was even better mm -hmm. and then just to hear what you're saying is like fam this sucks come on and like who knows i mean like like i mean who knows if maybe terms are met like you know what i mean like maybe i'll release the songs i wrote for myself you know what i mean because it's like i do feel like me and manny are in agreement that you know like i put a lot of hard work into those songs and like i mean just because robot man man oh man i know i shouldn't i shouldn't be talking like that but no but like definitely man i was about to i was about to go off but no 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 it's cool but there but there's some frustrated feelings on my end that i do feel like i'm owed something from what i've put into those projects and i would love to even if it means i just give them like features on the track because like of course i'm not trying to take credit from like the stuff i didn't do i just want like secrecy like interference like some of these songs are some of my favorite songs i've ever written and i'm blessed that they gave me that platform to like express myself but I get it. I mean, like shit happens. I mean, life happens, you know, like other people, they start to get other dreams. And it's like, luckily for me, you know, I always viewed Durazno as kind of like a side thing. So like, thankfully, like, you know, I didn't put all my eggs in that basket just to like, so yeah. But no, I feel you though. I mean, definitely <clears throat> two out of the three members are definitely extremely bummed that this isn't working out. So shit. So who knows? Maybe there might be a Durazno in the future, but I think right now, I think the main producer of the group, you know, he's just occupied with other things in his life, and I'm tired of holding hands. So yeah, look forward to a new single drop in maybe in as early as April. So I'm gonna have April, and as soon as I drop one, just know the rest of 2023. All you're gonna hear is my name, bro, because I I, I got so many tracks that I'm I'm just waiting to drop, bro. I'm gonna just be dropping and dropping and dropping. So Damn. once it starts, it's gonna be 70, a snowball effect. Seventy-five unreleased tracks just <clears throat> sitting, just sitting. And some of those I'm including with like my stuff with Aiden, you know, my stuff like off my project. Oh, okay. It's just like they're not released to the public. Doesn't mean that they're not going to be okay all right yeah but still like yeah about 75 total songs that the public hasn't heard yet Shit. well i mean hey look i'm ready to hear that call distortion 
Oh, dude. That's oh, that's what I was about to say. Uh, make sure you trademark that word. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the, I should probably get that going. Like, like write I, it down. Um, you got the de- it seems that you have the definition already for it. Um, trademark it. So yeah, man, that was uh that's really all I had for you, man. I was I was ready, man, to catch up with you because I know it's yeah, been a while. Yeah. So um that wraps this episode up for us. Thank you for listening to episode 463. Let them know where they can find you, man. Yeah, man. Um my basically you can find me on any platform at Malik Miller. So it's M-A-L-I-E-K. And um feel free to reach out anytime if you guys have questions or do you guys want to hear about my upcoming releases. Um, like I said, look forward to an April music video drop, single drop, you know, lyric video drop, like everything. And I'm excited that we got to catch up, bro. I feel like we've been on a lot of podcasts, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As I was like, yeah, man. I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get to yeah. the library early so I can go ahead and, you know, get this thing started. So, yeah, like I said, thank you for coming on. I mean, we'll we'll have many more after this. Yeah, um, it was yeah. just cool to catch up. Yeah, so, honestly. Until next time, guys. Peace. Peace. The social introvert.